Hi everyone. If this is your first time listening, welcome to the Good Bad Gang podcast. If you've been listening, welcome back. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, SoundCloud, iTunes, subscribe everywhere. It's Good Bad Gang. It's your girl LD and Sos is in the building. What up, what up, what up? So yeah, I'm very tired because yeah, it's been a long ass day. We're in Quara States right now. Um, we came to explore and see what it has to offer. And today we did the waterfall and it was amazing. I mean, like, I didn't think it was actually going to be that amazing, but it was really good. I liked it. Um, so we did a waterfall and we did the zoo. And the zoo was actually pretty cool. It had the most animals I had seen in a Nigerian zoo, even though it wasn't being maintained very well and then they had a canopy walk right across the zoo and I thought that was really cool so yeah it's been a long ass day yeah we just had to give you a podcast we know that uh no we wanted to do this podcast yesterday but this was being all he's tired and now I'm the one that's tired anyway so we decided to want to give you a podcast so we're broadcasting live from the princess luxury hotel and it looks like to be like the happening place in Lorry like literally um, if you can hear some like music in the background essentially we're like close to the pool i guess and essentially people like the whole hotel is full of people and stuff there's actually a club in the hotel also but all in all it's actually a pretty decent place i would say they're not paying us or sponsoring us for that brief ad that so just did for them yeah no, there's no payment here it's all all usher free no if you, want, if you want to put it that way but it's pretty decent but the thing about the pool side where everybody's chilling that there's nobody in the pool i guess the normal black something there's a pool party but there's never anybody in the pool i don't know why we black folks roll that way but that's just the way they're we not roll. trying to get their weaves wet i guess but it's kind of funny like everybody's like just around the pool and there's literally no one in it not even like a somebody like dip, dipping their toes in it but really i guess the, the hard part of this whole stuff was just the trip like I guess it took about six, seven hours to get here. I think partly the route that we took and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and personally, I get like motion sickness. I can't read or even look at my phone when I'm on the on the bus or on the road or whatever it is. It just gets me all queasy and stuff. I have to use other stuff to kind of feel better. Essentially, I think there was like the news. I was seeing like um, Elon Musk, that's like the Tesla guy who said he was in, inventing some kind of hyperloop or whatever it is where you can get anywhere in the world in like 30 minutes essentially you can do like new york to like beijing in 30 minutes i'm like dude let the guy invent that stuff already man because essentially that, that'd be really cool like implications are really cool essentially think about it you can actually maybe walk in lagos and live in benin if you can do china in 30 minutes in new york china obviously you can do Lagos being in 10 minutes. I don't know how far away the technology is coming, but everybody knows like Elon Musk is like a pretty smart, like a really genius type dude. So if he's figuring it out, hopefully that comes soon. That essentially changed travel for me. Because essentially I like traveling and seeing all these places. My whole issue is getting there. Like when I think about getting there, it just changes my whole mind of this stuff. But the cool stuff about the waterfall, like I said, nobody really thinks of Quara as like a vis- vacation destination, whatever it is, but like I guess just go see the pictures. You can go to like Unraveling Nigeria on Instagram at Unraveling Nigeria on Instagram. You can see the pictures and stuff. Like essentially, the waterfall you think like you're in Bali, 
I've essentially seen like YouTube videos that look exactly that way, like essentially like in the Amazon, whatever, and you come into like uh, open and you see like a waterfall and like a pool at the, underneath, whatever it is. It was pretty cool actually. It took like a two kilometer hike to get up there. We used like went by bus the rest of the way, but it was pretty cool. So if you're feeling adventurous with yourself, you can actually do like a 10 kilometer hike to the waterfall but i wouldn't actually advise it because it's about five hours ish so except you're all about that fit fam life i guess you could hike there and then get like a bus or a car or a taxi or however it is that you came to take you back but um yeah it was really like i said earlier it was really cool and it was amazing and it was just it's funny everybody who goes to the waterfall has to stop by the um Kabiesi's palace so Kabiesi is like the king of the area he has to go there and pay homage so it was something i had always heard of so i knew we we're just gonna go there and you know pay homage in quotes but um we got there and it was just amazing to meet him he was so smart he was funny he was welcoming he was friendly and then we had the guy who apparently is in charge of the um Owu waterfall so pretty much if you don't stop at the let me backtrack if you don't stop at the um kbs's palace you can't go to Owu waterfalls because they've put up a barricade that can only be opened if the kbs tells them to open it so when you get there you actually have to stop by his palace and say hi and then he lets you yeah, it's actually a way of them taxing you, I guess, which and is not such a bad thing. And then on your way back, you have to stop back at the palace and fill their book, tell them what you thought about the waterfall, what you think can be done to improve it, and then you write how much you um, donated to the cause. But like the guy who was in charge of Owu Falls, I mean, apart from the KBSC, he was tell he was telling us the history of the waterfall, and it was just really amazing to hear. But like. But like someone in the group said, what really struck her was the fact that he was so fluent and he was educated, which I guess shouldn't be a shock because he said he was um, a civil servant, you know. But um, I think what was really cool was the fact that they actually understood the potential of the waterfall. Because after he gave us the history of the waterfall, he then goes on to tell us that even though we've given him money, um, not him the money is for the community because everything that leads up to the waterfall was actually done by them so the signages that tells you how many kilometers you are from there the metal um chairs that are there everything was done by the villagers and pretty much is from the contribution that people give them every time they come but the guy is like you know you guys might know someone in government you might be friends with the senator or you might know someone who knows someone who knows someone tell them Tell them to, you know, come and develop the place, make it better. You know, he's like, it's not just about us. He's like, look at how we're living here. This is the whole community and we're living in, pretty much they are living in poverty. But he's like, it's not even just about us. Like, imagine what could be done for this entire country if the place is developed. And it was just amazing to, it, it really touched me. Like when he, because when he first started talking and he was saying that, 
money is not the most important thing. I was literally about to roll my eyes. I'm like, yeah, everybody always says money is not the most important thing, but they end up collecting the money anyway. But then he went into this and he spoke about how he reads the newspapers and he just saw that Dangote was awarded another contract. Somebody who is already really rich being awarded a contract that will take 10 years, you know, and he, he was just very passionate about that area being developed and facilities being put there to make the waterfalls better because to be honest, yes, they tax us, but some people give them only 100 naira. They're lucky if people give them 500 or 1k because when I was filling the book, I actually looked at how much people had been giving them. So everything that you enjoy, quote and unquote, at the waterfall is actually done and contributed by them. So, you know, hopefully Nigeria can do better with its tourist attractions. You are people who can assist us in this community. You see, this, this is the only, the only, this is the community. We are very few. There are no people that are happy enough to assist us. But those of you that come, you may not have money. You may have friends. You may be a friend to the government. Please, help us to propagate. Help us to advise the government. You know the advantages of this whole form. To, even to the nation. Apart from Kuala State. To the whole nation. If we are able to develop the place through a very good road to that place, people can establish. They can build hotel, they can build factory, and money will come. Please, we don't know who can be of a head to us. Please, for God's sake, when you get to your destination, I believe you get to your destination. Very safely. We seem to have a lot, but we just really don't care, or we can't be bothered to maintain it, except it's a beach or you know, something that is more around the playful route. But if you're ever in Quara State, you should definitely visit. And apparently, I we learned that the pronunciation is not Owu Falls, it's actually Owu, and it's a double O. So you should visit it and you know, just. Have the time of your life. Go early in the morning so the sun isn't beating you down. And even though it took us six, seven hours to get there, Quara is actually four hours by road. So, you know, don't be scared. Plus, the roads are really bad anyway. So, these things also add to timing and all, all of that. I guess that's why Nigeria is a stressful place to live in. That's just all part of it, to be honest, if we're being honest. Yeah, like the guy at the Oba Palace was really earnest. Was really earnest. I guess that's why it kind of caught everybody's attention. Obviously, him bringing up the Dangote, getting a 10-year tax relief because of the um, Apapa um, road that has been awarded to do. So it's kind of also in the papers and, you know, pleading that, you know, if you can develop the tourism tourism stuff there, bringing hotels or that kind of stuff. But essentially, it took about two hours from the hotel we are staying to get to the falls before walking down the falls. So, if you can build like an ecosystem all around this tourist attraction, where there are hotels, there are other things to do all around there, then it's a real community that can really make money, right? So that's what makes sense. Obviously, um, it's a big project if you really want to do it right knowing that you're going to build a hotel and you know that before you can build a hotel hotels have you know occupancy rates that they hope to achieve and stuff so there's a lot of stuff to do how many people actually come here 
how many how much money you can actually make building a hotel here how long will they stay and all that kind of stuff so it's a major project that can be something so it's one of all those ninja hidden gems that like i said nobody thinks of um quara as a tourist attraction but it's pretty cool even i think we also went to the university of Illinois and like they have like a, a zoo and even the zoo, they had like a canopy walk which was pretty cool it's like almost like the one in lcc but a little bit scarier because of like the wood and stuff like I get, you know, LCC is like a conservation center for those who don't live in Nigeria yeah, and so it's in Lagos. Yeah, that's a Lekki conservation center that's like opposition everyone in Lekki, Lagos. But essentially, this one's a little bit, I guess, scarier, which makes it a little bit more fun, in my opinion, if you're an Andrew Lenin junkie, because like it sways more and stuff. It's, it's pretty cool. Like I said, probably just because this is an audio medium, just go to like Unravel in Nigeria and you know, on Instagram, you probably see a lot of these pictures and stuff. You can actually Google it also. But yeah, they probably won't be up for a bit. So just give us like a couple of minutes, <laughs> depending on when you're listening to this. But yeah, so that's really cool. And it's funny because these things are actually not very expensive. So the major problem is probably just finding time to go down there, you know. And um, I guess you take a weekend out and you drive down and you just make the best out of it. It's not as polished as it should be but i mean like i said at the zoo i actually saw animals that i hadn't seen ever in my life like i saw a leopard up front and personal for the first time in my entire life i saw um a hyena that was really cool was it not maybe i've seen a hyena before or maybe, no i don't think so yeah so i saw a hyena and it, it was just really nice you know it had giraffes and monkeys and chimps and lions and jackals and an ostrich it's just it was a really nice place i wish the grass wasn't so overgrown but you could even see that the kids who came there were having fun and there was even a family who came to celebrate their daughter's birthday so it was it was good it was nice i mean it was a long day but it was it was nice and i'm happy that we could make it down tomorrow we're gonna be going to um oh Fun fact, Owu Owu Waterfalls is actually like the highest apparently in the country. But then, you know, to round up our choir trip, we're going to be going to a museum. That's the first museum in Nigeria and um, the biggest pottery workshop in Nigeria. And who knows, maybe the black soap industry. But yeah, so I think it was a good way to spend a long weekend because, you know, it was our Independence Day weekend. So I think it was worth the ride. Yeah, man. As I said, as I keep on repeating, Quara is not the obvious um, destination for a vacation in Nigeria, right? But uh, nowhere no is in a perfect destination for vacation in Nigeria. If we're being very honest with ourselves, I mean, before this whole travel sector started coming to light, nobody actually thought about doing a vacation in Nigeria, except maybe for the most obvious, like Obudu or. Lemuridian in Aquaibon. That's so, my yeah. po- that's my point now. Essentially, even the li- with the limited ones we have, this I don't think this th- actually crosses anybody's mind at all, because at least as you said, it's a thing that has been bubbling now, right? Like this, people have kind of recognized this stuff to do, but even on that list, I don't think Quara is at the top of it, right? I think the very people that come out here, so it's still. Uh, 
still not uh, even in a very short, short list is still not at the top of it i guess many people is relative at the end of the day because even the log book at the waterfalls look like quite a bit of people just in the last one two weeks so i can but maybe it might be people in like states close by who had heard about the place but you know hopefully things get better as we always say <laughs> with nigeria But you know, Nigerians seem to be doing well. I mean, Whiskey just sold out the Royal Albert Hall in London, and he's the first Nigerian ever to do that. So, shout out to Whiskey, star boy. You know, he keeps doing his thing. Yeah, but the, for, for some reason, there's a lot of hate in it also. People like, I think the first time I heard the news, it was more of uh, uh, the first African to sell out to something, and he came back to first Nigerian. It came to the first, you know, African um, black person, and people now found out that the hall is only five thousand. The people say it's just common five thousand people that they're making noise about blah 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 blah. But I guess it could be one of those things. How they say the prophet is not uh, appreciated in this town or whatever it is, and which is quite interesting because you sent me like a Joe Budden everyday struggle, what he was talking about, like you know all these people that have been uh, essentially you know copying, not copying, I guess borrowing from the whiskey you know flow and write songwriting all that kind of stuff obviously the obvious one is the drake one chance we we, we recently saw um nikki man nikki manage working with uh with uh whiskey in, in, on instagram and stuff so a lot of people are trying to ride this wave and essentially been seeing what i've been saying for a while which is you know we need to make sure this our african artist nigerian artists that are, you know propagating this stuff um you know get the recognition that they need before it becomes you know co-opted by other people right obviously although joe budding used caribbean versus afro beats or afro pop whatever it is but the truth is that the caribbean african music has been in the dialogue for a long time right high life all this stuff they've all, all been talking to talking to each other Obviously, people from the Caribbean, originally from Africa, even when you think about hip-hop and the African drum, all this stuff have all been talking to each other and they're all intertwined, right? So Caribbean, Afropop, they're all interrelated, they're all music, they've been talking to each other. And, you know, I just think, you know, we need to make sure our people that are putting this work there, you know, get recognition versus always also always bashing people and stuff like that. I'm, I'm like, I'm not the biggest risk kid fan out there but i have to recognize that you know this is somebody actually doing stuff and you know pushing stuff out there so sometimes you have to give out views and not always just criticize unless it's mr easy then that's a whole different story um you know i haven't seen the backlash or the hating that came with this so you know i can't really say a lot on that um i don't even really know a lot about royal albert hall i mean i've heard about it but shit i don't know if people are selling it now, I don't know how many people can get in. But you know, like I say, shout out to his kid. He's doing his thing. He's young and he's making it. So everybody just needs to get off his nuts. 
so we can hear word. I don't know, I feel like Nigeria Nigerians just generally have a we must hate on everyone complex. Um I don't know what that's about. Uh, but you sent me the Joe Biden thing. What did you what do you think about whole that whole rant? Um I was pulled into it because of the heading. And then I realized that Joe Biden didn't even know that Whiskey was African and called him because um academics and um I can't remember the name of the host had to correct and him. Yeah, I had to correct him and say it was Afro pop. So on one hand, I'm like, yay, you know, he's riding for Whiskey and then I realized this guy doesn't even know what he's saying completely. But I guess he's right. Um he would know better. He's in the industry, so yeah. But if people are saying Whiskey, I, I think for one thing, you definitely shouldn't be stealing someone's sound or biting someone's sound if you're not supporting them or buying their album. So I can relate with that. So you're trying to bite off someone something that someone is doing. But you don't want to um, help promote them or support them, which is something that happens even in everyday life. So, technically, I, I mean, I was happy that he was, you yeah. know. Well, yeah, what I was cutting Joe Budden some slack was because that's why I was giving the whole, you know, Caribbean, African music talking to each other. You know, I, I've said even for a long time, even Nigerian artists love them sound like dancehall artists a lot of them sound like reggae artists mm-hmm. so there's always like the chicken and the egg between those two caribbean sound african sound where did they come come from mm-hmm. first and all that kind of stuff like i said those two cultures music cultures have always been talking to each other um, back and back and forth so you know i'm not going to hold it against joe calling it caribbean versus afro beats because at this point in time it's really a meld of the two they're really talking to each other so i'm not going to be all all, all up all too much angel about that stuff okay then last what it is then but um like i said everyone should please leave whiskey alone i don't know what whiskey does don't you yeah. think about it anyway even as that's how nigerians are you guys cannot just never see anybody succeed and just let them be if it was the video that this happened to the win so the video if it was the maya the way people always just have a way to you know make sure that everything in your life cannot just be going well no they must find a way to bring you down it's a shame though but it seems like it's a nigerian thing yeah the thing about whiskey i think whiskey is always going to be good in the sense that i see him like these days king sonia day even if he's not big anymore for the rest of his life he will forever be doing birthday parties and anniversaries and weddings that he'll never be broke again i think it's probably good even if he doesn't get that you know worldwide success but i think on the low like nobody can say ksa is begging for anything so i think whiskey has gotten to that point where he's probably set in terms of even if he doesn't blow anywhere else he can definitely do that party um birthday wedding tour for the rest of his career um i don't know i don't know if i've seen whiskey that weddings or birthdays I've not, I've not actually seen it, but you know, you, you might be right. Yeah, well, I've, watched a, I've definitely watched a couple of Instagram with you know, whiskey dot weddings and stuff, so I've definitely seen that's why I said you might be right. Let's wait and see. You know, um, the question usually is about longev- longevity. So, does whiskey have that longevity? That would be the question. I mean, he's hot right now, but. Yeah, but is his music still music that people are going to be listening to in 10 years time i mean i can hear the king sonia they track now and i'm you know singing the words and i'm moving and i'm dancing it's kind of funny i remember whiskey's first song um or the first song that i was aware of that tease me tease me tease me i remember i came on the radio the other day and i'm like oh wow 
this was wicked, you know. So even though the time when that his um, Pakurumo song was I think Pakurumo is timeless. I think Ojo Legba is timeless. I think uh, I don't for for matter. I think those are some time. I think he has some time. Sorry, hits. sometimes I have to question Sosi's music because I've run music by Sosi and Sosi goes, "This is not going to go anywhere," and the next day it becomes a hit. So forgive me if I cannot actually, you know. I think I think I think there's some consensus here. Joe Legba, I think that's timeless. I think Pakurumo with timeless. I don't Who is still listening to Pakurumo? Please, if you are still listening to it, let me know. I think if Pakurumo still, you know, they still, you know, mix it, and I think it still goes hard. Anyway, I don't know who am I. I'm, I'm not a whiskey expert, but to me, where I say it, you know, you know, it's like all this Empasu um, wonder what they call this guy. Well, well, okay, I think my brother listens to Pasuma, but that's only when he's feeling like he wants to be in the Fuji mood. Yeah, it's like, so it's like, that means whiskey is only when we are feeling like we want to be Pakulomo in the It's just like you used to tell me, like sometimes just because you're not in that world doesn't mean it's not big, right? That's kind of what you used to, like that's the kind of thing you tell me. So because we're not in that psych circle, doesn't mean it's not still big, you know? I, I think, I mean, anyway, I think whiskey that certified himself is, is up there, it's like a legend now. Legend. I'm just talking about longevity. That's all. Like, are you a legend for now, or are you going to be a legend? If you're a legend, you're a legend now. If are you going to be? If 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 you don't have. Okay, so here's the thing. It just Abdukarim used to be very big. Right, but we never said he was legendary though. You didn't say it. It doesn't mean that there weren't people who said it. And now he's busy fighting on social media with everyone because he feels like he helped a lot of people. And I don't even know what the bullshit story is about, to be honest. I just know that Timaya called him a dirty Igbo smoker. Igbo is weed. Weed. I was just like, I don't know what's going on. To be honest, I didn't even care enough about it to research about it. No, yes, I guess um, everybody doesn't know everybody, but Timaya went on a rant about, you know, when he was a backup singer for Idris and how badly he was treated, blah, blah, blah. So whatever point of the, wherever you stand on that, that's fine. But he brought up something that which I think is important that people don't think about a lot sometimes that we only seem to especially in Nigeria sometimes we only seem to show respect or cut out the people that we think can help us at the very moment the other person that is just there we go to you go into an office you see the secretary you don't even want to talk or whatever just get me to Olga's office but sometimes you don't know it's those little people those people in the background that could be the most important people sometimes those people, those people are actually the gatekeepers of all this stuff and this like even for interns right sometimes interns go to an office they're interning and you know if you're not the manager whatever it is they're just they're not on your face but sometimes they don't know like if it's to retain you is that person that the that you think is just a regular worker that's called into the manager's office and said what do you think about that what do you think about that intern do you think we should retain or whatever and that if you've been shitty to that person that person gonna say nah that's no good for us, and you're all there trying to every day go into the manager's office, say I'm loyal to your, to your government or whatever it is. So it just applies all around the spectrum, you know. Don't look at people at where they are right now and think I don't care. This can do nothing for me. 
because you, dev, you never know where they can be. And I think this is holds true anywhere that in the music industry because you don't know who is going to blow. You don't really know who is going to be the next big thing. One day is your backup singer, the next day is the biggest person in the world, and they're shitting on you on Instagram because you weren't nice to them. But if you were just polite and said hi, hello, you know, don't shop today, then that small little thing you did, which would nothing, and today, you know, Tamaya won't be on the on the gram saying all that kind of stuff. Like everybody knows, Pato Ranking came up from Tamaya, right? And is respectable of Tamaya. I actually didn't like know that. that. All I know is that Pato Ranking is to sell Latkila in traffic. I didn't know about the Timaya connection. Yeah, so actually, but the and that he used to from from the money he was using to sell rat poison, he would now buy studio time. I actually didn't know about the Timaya thing. Yeah, until so that, yeah, I watched this Timaya yeah, video. Yeah, that's part of the pattern ranking story. So to me, I think the overarch the biggest story from from the whole thing. If you want to take away something from the whole rant and the whole dirty ego smoker is, you know, when you're trying to move up, remember the people below because you don't know where you're going to fit in that wrong or what they say um, when you be good to people going up because when you're coming down you're going to meet them back there like stuff, Rick so. Ross said whoever knew that that fat girl would turn into Oprah so you know those people those people who used to make fun of Oprah when she was fat and big and they thought she was nothing so this is Oprah and there's also another line where he said that shoe cleaner could be your beholder or something was it in Miami or Push It? One of them, yeah. Listen, so. Yeah, so a so a young um, a young philosopher called them. Rick Ross has already given us those gems. So, what's to live by? Yeah, exactly. I mean, before we end this podcast, I'm going to say the proper line, so I'm not misquoting Rick Ross, even though you know I think he's a bit of a rapist, but whatever. I guess it's the yin and the yang, right? Righteousness and righteousness. I don't get. So as an obviously we we heard the lyrics from Rick Ross. You know, put a molly in a drink, and we all, you know. So, essentially, he has that rapist stuff. And now he you're doesn't have that rapist stuff. He's a rapist. Yeah, but you also tell me some of the gems he has dropped on us too, right? No, because I remember, like, I heard that line, and I just thought it, it was very, um, what's the word? It was very poignant. Right. Is that the word to use? Yeah, yeah I, I just thought th- those two lines always just stood out for me and it's something that's always stayed in my brain because to me I felt like something probably happened to Rick Ross and you know he's just relating it to like you know just treat people right but yeah I'm right it was on the Push It song and he's like that dishwasher may be your beholder whoever knew that fat girl would turn into Oprah mm. you know and he also said don't roll on the soul of a soldier Pretty much, you guys know, like in street language, soldier is someone who's hustling and mm-hmm. all of that. So he's like, you know, don't, don't be. So I said, don't snitch. That, that don't snitch. No, I told you never roll. Pretty much, they, they all follow each other. The lines all follow each other. So he says, I told you never roll on the soul of a soldier. You never know that dishwasher may be the beholder. Whoever thought that faggot would grow into Oprah. All right. So I heard those three lines. And for me, I told you never roll on the soul of a soldier. Just meant don't trample like on the hustler's. Um, What's ambition. it called? Ambition, because a soldier is pretty much someone that is in street yeah, yeah, terms, yeah, yeah, someone yeah, who is yeah, hustling, yeah. and he's saying don't roll on their soul. So don't trample on like you know. No, okay, 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 I get it now, right? Yeah, because it's not the kingpin. Yeah. You, you don't know. Okay, right, right. See, Rick Ross giving us some knowledge there. Look at us being all rap genius on the on the pod. It was me, by the way, who was the rap genius and who deciphered. Is that how to pronounce it? Decipher. Whatever. 
Yeah. Yeah. Is it Isaiah? I don't oh, know no. if it's this yeah, no, no, wow, no, English teachers, yeah, yeah, so um yeah, so that's it, you know, you people should treat people nicely. Um my dad actually always says that the secretary is the most important person in the office. Because it's like the secretary is the person who can pass your proposal or who can put your proposal under the table and make sure it never sees the light of day. And she will continue to tell you that she has passed it on and Oga is still looking at it. I think in Nigeria, everyone actually pretty much knows that secretaries are the most powerful people. They can either make your meeting or break it. So if you're still one of those people who is treating a secretary with contempt, I feel sorry for you, son. I told you never roll on the soul of a soldier. You never know that dishwasher may be your beholder. Whoever thought that fat girl of bro in the Oprah or that boy Rigger off the remote in the culture. I push and I push. We breaking the mold. We push and we push. We raping the hole. I push and I push. I ride and I ride. So yeah, let's move to our Jura pick of the week. Yeah, let's give them Jura and get out of here. I, I think it's ridiculous but i just had to read it out it says stuck in dubai i don't know how to tell him that i'm not interested in sex anymore i'm stuck in dubai in a bad current situation don't judge me i'm a good girl love dr Jero. help me and share this is my first time of doing this i just like his companionship and all though he's a married man he asked me to follow him to dubai for independence day holiday we have been there since Thursday. I've been lying to him that I'm on my menstrual cycle and all, but he's suspecting already. He suggested anal sex as a replacement. How do I do this till Wednesday that we don't have sex? I've never done this before. I don't want to spoil. He just seems cool. He just seems cool. Never knew he would want sex. Please help me. I want to use ketchup on my panties as bleeding just like being around him i don't want sex help me please advise me as your sister don't judge me i don't want to have sex with him urgent no you, i don't know that, you know sometimes i think we've had this talk before how much of this derotin is real how much is how much is fake or whatever it is this is a very um i don't this is a very strange one you follow the guy to dubai obviously here a married guy by the way. a married guy to dubai and obviously we are here a woman says no is no you can doesn't matter what you do even if she's naked and in front of you and she says no you can't do it but still at the same time as a woman you should try probably do your best not to put yourself in a compromising uh, situation where you go all the way to dubai with a married man stuck in the room and he's obviously pressuring you for sex and you have to go to the extent you want to use a ketchup fake your period and by the way some guys um the period is just a and just a dot at the end of a sentence doesn't stop them from nothing so i'm not so, so don't be so sure that that could hold him back either and said you don't want to spoil this is gonna spoil finish already what are we doing here um so i'm just gonna go the other route and you know sauce is being all uh no it's not this is this yes no it's not but i'm sorry if you allowed someone buy you a ticket to dubai someone who is married and he says come let me buy you a ticket to buy to dubai let's go and spend um four days celebrating nigeria's independence what did why did you really think that he was buying you a ticket could just be a nice guy now Some yeah a nice, nice like married that. guy who wants to share a room with you for four days 
That's it. They said he just said she just likes his company. I'm now. emphasizing on the married part because I'm sorry, you cannot be that stupid. So I I don't really know why she's complaining because she's like oh I just like his company and blah 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 like I hate it when people try and be silly about things that there what what did she really think was gonna happen like he was gonna fly her to Dubai and then he'll take her shopping and have you ever been flown out and before and then he will bring her I will never put myself in the position where somebody is trying to fly me out and then I'll not be speaking in uh, grammar and emailing Joro and asking him to help me because. I have I like, what exactly is Jura supposed to do? I don't know. That's what I, said. I, I, I really don't understand why she sends this email. Hey, you got yourself into a situation and now you're trying to get yourself out and you want someone to help you get out of the situation that you got yourself into. I say all the time on this podcast, yeah, people need to stop making this men feel like they're your daddies. He's buying you a ticket to Dubai and you are not afraid. What if he was going to go and use you for rituals? Yes, I'm standing like typical... Um, Nigerian person here. What was carrying you there for a job? Somebody wants, but offered you a free ticket and you to you carried it to your two hands. And meanwhile, you could have collected half of that money and come to Quara. You, <laughs> you have been chilling with us here at Princess Lodge on Independence Again, Day. This is not an ad. I don't know why it so keeps emphasizing on their own. Maybe we can talk to management after the pod and sponsor the Good Bad Gang pod. But yeah, um, you know, it's Ojukokoro. I the thing is, this one she knows that he's married because she wrote it there. She's like, mm-hmm. he is married. So yeah. I really don't understand what she wants anyone to do. Funny, yeah. na- funny, and even this princess stuff. We actually saw some um, some government-looking people pointing at um, women, saying, you know, "Call that one here." So obviously, even in this kind of zone. She will not be safe either. And those ones too will follow. They will drink all the champagne and all the crystal, and then the next thing. I feel like in as much. I know they were burning like that in them in Lawrence. In as much as we say no means no, and you know things like that, you also should not do things that put you in a compromising situation. Like why would you put yourself in a position where you can kind of figure out what is expected of you? But because no means no, you're going to be like, yeah, no means no. Yeah, like I said. Why did you put yourself, like, of course, I, I'm not even saying that the guy should, you know, force her or do anything. Do you understand? Obviously. But why put yourself in that situation where you're now trying to run around and lie and do stupid things? It, it's never, I've, I've never just understood it. Or girls will say, oh, he bought me, he bought me an iPhone 8. Has your father ever bought you an iPhone 8? Then he buys you the iPhone 8, and then... I think it's the 10 people I want. You know, funny that they said the um, 8 isn't selling because they brought out the 10 and stuff. So everybody's actually not buying the 8 because they want the 10. And so he buys you an iPhone 8. You, you cannot afford an iPhone 8. Your father cannot afford it. Your brother cannot afford it. In fact, you never probably have been able to buy that phone in your life. Then, when he now starts calling you every day, expecting... I think the worst is, let's even imagine that the guy genuinely wants to date you. Then you now say... You are not interested, but you collected his phone. Come on. And say suckers burn every day, right? So let's then when God forbid when the guy is not dragging you because guys are pussies, they'll not be dragging you on Twitter. You will not say, Is it because of iPhone 8? Please come and collect your phone. Something that you know that you cannot afford. Women, girls, ladies, teenagers, whatever. Stop putting yourself in compromising situations where your integrity and dignity and everything yeah. falls what, apart. What would you do for an iPhone 10? That's the question people are asking themselves now. Yo, 
what would you do for you know that's just kind of like maybe you should start an f1 iphone 10 challenge just like this whole for the d challenge that uh, you, you want to you want to give us some bars no uh, yeah, well, uh, let's go i don't have any bars i, I just want to sleep i want to do for the uh i want to uh for the uh oh, yeah, no. no all right looks like we'll come to the end of the pod mm-hmm. so like we said at the beginning follow us everywhere and um thank you for listening catch you guys if your girl a look good and she never boring Then you know that a really good vibe And she cook your good food and she always caring Then you know that a really good vibe If your man did a love you real good in a bed Then you know that a really good vibe And him a give you full satisfaction my girl Then you know that a really good vibe